Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. So how many of you have been really adjusting to your new normal throughout this pandemic and, you know, quarantine, semi-quarantine lifestyle? I know for me personally, um, I have had to realize or come to the acceptance that every day is an adjustment. And that is how I finally found my groove because every day is a little bit different from the day before. And with, you know, this whole virtual learning, remote working situation, it has been a... I don't want to say a whirlwind, but it has just been a very interesting thing. Um, but we finally found our groove. We are now in, I think, week five of this uh, virtual learning space. And in, you know, with me working from home, I mean, I've been working from home since March. Um, and so I but my my job has had its peaks, you know, season uh, because of what I do. And so right now um, peak is over. So things have quieted down a little bit, which have allowed me to uh, work with the kids more and be more engaged with them with their lessons, which is great. But I still don't even know how like a single parent can do it. Uh, so my kudos goes out to all the single parents out there who are doing the virtual learning situation by themselves, because honestly, um, it is a team effort in the Jenkins household. And like Anthony and I, we have to communicate. Um, we have to be on the same page when it comes to the kids and their goals and their assignments for every day. And so, you know, every day is an adjustment. It's like, okay, how far did they get today? And like communication is key. Like he needs to know what I worked with the kids on. I need to know what he's worked on the kids on. So we don't have them repeating stuff because I will admit we've had them do that <laughs> because we either didn't check something off and then it's like, okay, this wasn't checked off. And you know, uh, so this is what they're supposed to do. And then they'll come to us like, I did this already. <laughs> it's been it's been interesting, but we have finally found our groove and I'm grateful for it. And so I would love to hear about you guys and, you know, how things have been going for you. I do plan on doing a, a pod, uh, episode on, you know, this new normal, you know, in this virtual space and everything. But I would love to share your stories in that episode, just kind of talking about the differences, because I know I'm not the only one in this. There's other people out there and there's different perspectives. So I would love to hear that. So please send in your listener letters. But today's episode is not about that. Today's episode, I kind of just want to have a heart to heart conversation with you guys um, in regards to some of the things that I've been seeing that, yes, I will admit have bothered me. And it could be because I do fall into some of these categories. So it, you know, whenever, what, what is that old saying? A hit dog will holler or whatever. Well, I'm not hollering out of offense. I'm hollering out of the fact of mind your business. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna do a Tabitha Brown. <laughs> like that's my business, you know? Um, and you feeling the need to speak on, other people on on myself and I know that it is not directed towards me so no I'm not taking it personally but I am looking at it from a perspective of hey you don't know mine or anyone else who may be in that situation or choosing to do that you don't know their situation to be judgmental um, or to be as critical I think there's a difference between stating an opinion of just saying like hey this is what I've noticed versus just being critical of other people and their decisions and what they want to do um, one of the main things that has that really irked my nerve <laughs> <laughs> um, are these posts that I've seen about people choosing 
not to return to a face-to-face service at church. And it's not choosing, not necessarily not choosing to return, but not returning at this moment. Um, at least that is my situation. And for me, um, my church did open up uh, throughout the pandemic. Uh, it did close back down, but they do plan on opening back up again, um, I believe, next month. And so, but during the first reopening, um, since the, the shutdown, um, I did not go back. I, as far as I was concerned, the only time that I would have gone, uh, to one of our worship services is if I needed to serve because I do serve in a ministry at, at the church. And so, you know, in the event that I was needed, I was willing to go. It wasn't like, oh, I'm not going at all. I, my stance was that I would go if needed. Um, and I have a couple of reasons for that. Do I have to share those reasons? No, but I choose to do so because in this area, in this atmosphere, in this podcast world, we are choosing to be humble, open, and transparent. At least that's what I'm doing. So anyways, um, but one of my reasons for, um, not going back was because of my kids. Um, true enough, our service uh, or our church, even though the doors uh, were reopened, the children's area was not. So children's church was still closed, which was fine because I probably would not have sent my kids to children's church if it was open, just because I know it is harder for kids to practice social distancing than it is for adults. And so, you know, um, I would have wanted my kids to be with me. But here's the thing. My kids are not used to being with me in the main sanctuary. They are used to being in their own um, church, you know, with their friends. And so just that change of scenery alone, having them in the sanctuary and having them to wear their mask the entire time would have been an uncomfortable situation for them. My son doesn't like wearing his mask when we have to go to the store. He's complaining about, mommy, I can't breathe. Can I hold it? Can I put it underneath my nose? You know, like there's always a situation. This little boy has gone through so many different masks to try to find one that fits him um, comfortably enough so that he can keep it on the entire time that we're in the store. But trust and believe as soon as we're out the store, he's pulled it off his face in, you know, And that's his thing. So to imagine him having to sit through an hour long service um, to and wear a mask and be inside the sanctuary and not only like praise and worship, he probably would have been able to get down with. But when it came down to the sermon, I I just know that my child would have been a distraction. I would have been spending more time talking to him um, than actually listening to the word. And so for me, it's just like. Why put myself through that? Why not just from the comfort of my own home where I don't have to wear a mask, I can still get the live service, still be able to enjoy worship, still be able to receive the word and be able to get my praise on for for that moment. And my children also have their children's church that they can go to online. Why not do that? So that was my stance. You know, it's not that I didn't, I had a fear or anything like that about going to the church house. Cause like I said, if I was needed to serve, I would have been there. But, um, why put myself through all of that if I didn't need to now, some may say, well, Hannah, that's sacrifice. I thought about that too. And I'm just like, no, I don't see that as being a sacrifice because for me, I would just be going out of obligation or, um, out of what's the word I'm looking for. Um, 
not necessarily tradition for for lack of better words i'm gonna just stick with with obligation but i would have been going out of obligation or or legalism because it's just like if i'm going to church but i'm not able to pay attention to the word or even enjoy worship just because i want to show other people that oh yeah i got the faith to go back to church um who am i pleasing am i pleasing people or am I pleasing God because if I ain't get nothing out the word if I'm not really benefiting from being in service because I'm being distracted then what am I going for that makes no sense to me um and so that's just one of the things that for me for Hannah speaking for Hannah where I'm at but one of the things that bothered me about some of the posts that I've seen is how I feel like, and it's not just posts. I've also heard some pastors say this from the pulpit about, you know, thank you to all of those who, who came out and, you know, had the faith to come. Um, now I feel like you're judging my faith. Uh, when the Bible tells us that we each have been given our own measure of faith. I am grateful for those who have that avocado seed faith. That's awesome because God obviously has put you through some situations to strengthen your faith to get to an avocado side seed faith. However, there are those who are still working with that mustard seed and there ain't nothing wrong with that mustard seed faith. So why are we going to make people feel bad about their decision to stay at home or make them even feel like, oh, your decision to stay at home means that you are ye of little faith? Really? Um, I don't I don't think that's cool. I really don't. Because at the same time, you have to remember that we are all on our own journey. And this is not about perfection. In the words of Pastor Michael Todd, this is a progressive faith. It's a progression. None of us are perfect. We all fall short of his glory. You know, we all have sinned. We all continue to sin. But thankful for his grace and mercy, we are able to get back up and dust ourselves off and keep going, keep pushing, keep walking. But for us to to make these kind of comments and then try to use the scriptures to justify our wrongful attacks of fellow believers, mm, I don't think that's cool. I don't. I just personally don't think that's cool. And so, yeah, I'm speaking up for those who may not be able to speak up for themselves or don't even know that they can because they are now bound to what their shepherd may have miscorrectly spoken or or said from, you know, the pulpit or from somebody who they follow on Instagram or Facebook and saw their posts attacking them from making these choices. Now, mind you, I understand not necessarily everybody's in this category because there are some people who probably just really choose to say, well, I don't need to go to church anymore. I've been in this virtual space for so long. I'm still getting the word. I'm still getting praise and worship. I don't have to, you know, go to church and be around people I want to be. Now, that's not the right mindset to have because the word of God does tell us the importance of fellowship and how two are better than one and how we need each other. You know, it's just like in the, the words of uh, Hezekiah Walker's song. I need you to survive. Like, seriously, break, in, break that down. I need you. I need you to survive so I can survive. But I also need you to survive. I need you to survive because if you don't survive, then my survival is in the balance. Do you, do you get it? We need each other. 
We need each other to survive. The, the Bible tells us several times throughout scripture that the two greatest commandments is to love God and to love our neighbor. Like loving your neighbor is fellowshipping with your neighbor, talking with your neighbor, encouraging. The Bible tells us to be at peace with everyone. The Bible tells us to edify and to build up like that is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to encourage one another, not tear down, not criticize. I mean, and then people are also talking about some, oh, by their fruits, you shall know them. Okay, yeah. Do you realize what that scripture is saying, though? You know what I'm saying? Like the fruits that you're producing, it does not give you room to judge somebody else. Matter of fact, go a couple of scriptures before that or a couple of verses before that scripture. It specifically tells you not to judge for ye shall be judged with the same measure. Think about that measure, that ruler that you taking out with other people. That same ruler going to be used with you with God. Like, seriously, I, I wouldn't want that. But hey, teach your own. And if that's what you want, that's what you want. But I, that that's about I'm just being real with y'all. That has bothered me because I think about the fellow believers who may have may may not be at that level of faith yet and may be struggling. And then to see a post like that or to hear something like that, it's just like, man, like, so do I not have faith? And it makes me think of my mother in love. Um, a long time ago, she and I had a conversation in regards to, um, you know, her feeling attacked in her faith. And it was because I don't know if many of you know, but my mother in love um, was diagnosed with sickle cell anemia and um, she passed away due to complications of it. And, you know, sickle cell is known for not having a cure. Right. Uh, but you could not tell her that she was not healed from sickle cell. OK, listen, I that's a whole nother story within itself. Uh, that woman had some faith. And in speaking of faith, you know, um, she had some family members who I guess did not understand what sickle cell was or maybe at the time this was before the diagnosis. Not quite sure. But she had some family members that were telling her, like, you know, you, you got to increase your faith like you have little faith because you can be healed. Like, how do you tell that to somebody who has something that is incurable? Like, and she had faith, enough faith to believe I'm healed, regardless to what the outward appearance may show you, may present to you, regardless of the fact that I may have these symptoms or I may, you know, be in the hospital at this point in time, does not take away the fact that I believe that I am healed. I am healed by his blood because the fact that I am still living, the fact that I have defied what the doctors have said, she lived past the age that the doctors told her that she would. She gave birth to children. She was able to accomplish a lot of things that the doctors told her she would not be able to do. There is no way you could have told her that she was not healed. This woman had faith. But yet still, there were some, and I'm sorry to call family members ignorant, but yes, in, in your conversation with her at that moment, it was ignorant. In your ignorance, you go and tell somebody, ye of little faith. And I feel the same way in regards to these posts that I have seen in regards to people making a decision not to return right now back to church. Um and I get it. You know, some of the posts, you know, were saying like, well, how you got faith to go to the grocery store, but you don't have faith to go to church. Well, I think going to the grocery store is a little bit different because you're I mean, some people may be in the grocery store for an hour. I don't know. I don't know how people are shopping. But at the same time, they're not saying that there's no need for church. There is a need for church. But I could still get the word from watching on my TV, on YouTube or watching from my phone 
Um, whereas what am I supposed to do? Am I just supposed to sit at home with my cupboards being bare and I have a family to feed? Um, you know, or how do you know that I'm going to the grocery store? Maybe I'm using Instacart. I don't know, but I don't want to harp on that because I have a lot of feelings towards that. Um, especially the fact that a lot of the, a lot of these posts have been talking about like the, you know, not forsaking the fellowship. And my thing is, is even when the doors were open and I'm guilty of this, even when the doors were open, was I truly fellowshipping with my fellow brothers and sisters when I was at church or did I talk to the same people and other people? It was just a high and by situation. Did I ever check up on them throughout the week? You know what I'm saying? What is true fellowship? What What is the fellowship that you speak of in this whole the corporate worship? Eh. I just want to know because I feel like what are our motives behind some of the things that we say? Because in in fact, yeah, it's we we all understand that we are the church, right? I hope we all understand that and that the four walls of the church is just the building. Um, But do we realize that there is no church on planet Earth that could hold the capacity of the harvest that is out there that the Bible speaks of, that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few? Do we realize that there is no one church that could take all of that harvest in? So isn't this virtual space that we have necessary so that we could reach the multitudes? Um, and then the fo- the whole fellowship part, that's out- that happens outside of the church, right? We can't just be the church in the church. We have to step outside of it to extend because we are the arms and in- legs of Christ, right? So don't we have to reach outside the church to, to bring the people in, um, to, to reach them, to, to have like these smaller group sessions where we can talk and fellowship and worship together. I don't know. Like I said, I have a lot of thoughts on that, but I don't want to spend the whole time just talking about that because there are other things that have irked me, like the whole virtual, uh, learning versus face to face and parents being judged for their decisions. For example, um, Anthony and I, we chose to um, do virtual learning with our kids. We initially chose in our area, Launch Ed. Now, Launch Ed is actually through the school system where uh, our kids would be having a regular school day and they would be with their teachers throughout the day in a live lesson, right? And we chose that because it came with the option of eventually returning to -to face-to-face when things got better. And for me, you know, personally, I was like, yeah, this works because with my job, I was working at least from home until the end of 2020 at, at the time of making this decision. And I was like, okay, so come, you know, 2021 in the spring, if they do have us returning back to work, we have the option of sending our kids face to face because there would be nobody home to watch the kids. I mean, and I'll just put it out there. There's no way that I would be, you know, home and be sending my kids to face to face when they could be at home with me. But that's my decision. I'm not going to judge anybody who decided to send their kids face to face but they were still working remote I have a friend who actually works remotely and her kids are doing a hybrid in their county so um hybrid is half in school with face to face half online at home I ain't judging her I I know her situation and even if I didn't know her situation I still shouldn't judge her you know what I'm saying but out of out of all her kids she has one child who working from home does not work for that child you have to know your children's learning style you know what I'm saying and if you know that you are not 
capable of teaching that child or providing that child, you know, the type of learning environment that they need so that they could be successful, then yeah, you got to make that decision to send them face to face so that they can do well. I've seen a lot of people just like, for example, um, Anthony and I, we posted our, and this is what I was saying. You, you see how I, I go off on t- tangents, y'all? I'm sorry. But I was trying to explain in the beginning that um, we chose virtual. Um, but even though we chose virtual, we had decided to make a big whoop to do of the first day of school for Skylin and AJ. So we got them dressed up in their uniforms, put on their backpacks, everything. And we drove around the block of our neighborhood to make them feel like they were driving to school. And so Anthony filmed all of this and he posted it on his um I think on Facebook or something. I don't know. He put it on one of his social media platforms and there was a comment, you know, because of the way that it was, it's not until you get to the end of the video that you see that we're back at the house that, Oh, they just went to, they went home. (laughs) But, um, in one of the comments, it was stated like, Oh, I was about to say, I know y'all ain't send y'all kids face to face. Er, Push pause. What you mean? And even if we had, that's our business. Hello, in the words of Tabitha Brown, like, that's my business. And if we did, what would you say? You going to judge us because we sent them face to face? Do you know our situation? Again, I, I've said this before, and I will continue to say this throughout this pandemic. We are all in this pandemic together, but we are all traveling by different vessels. Like, you don't know my vessel. You don't know my story. You don't know my situation. So don't put your mouth on it. It's as simple as that. You know what I'm saying? Like we ended up deciding uh, to change from launch ed to um, virtual school. All, all, so they are virtual for the remainder of this academic year. There is no switchback, you know, until the next school year. So they are virtual. Um, that is a big leap of faith for our family. Or when we made the decision, it was a big leap of faith because it's like we don't know what's happening in in spring as far as my job is concerned and then I found out like hey we are going to still be home in the spring praise God like that was a celebration within itself for me because it's like okay I get to be home with them because we didn't know what we were gonna do now that we made that decision but how many people are out there with that same situation it's just like I don't know what to do first of all my kids are too young to stay at home by themselves or my kids are old enough but I don't think they're mature enough to be home by themselves um I don't know how to do this learning from you know working from home and also being a learning guide for my kids without them actually sitting in front of the you know the in front of their teacher you know like there's so much to take into consideration with this situation you know and for some people who may have been homeschooling for years they're like oh it's not that big deal it's not for you because you've been doing it but put think about a parent who's never had to do this before and is now in this environment and all of the different stressors that are on their lives like hello let's be considerate of one another let's stop being so judgy or judgmental or if you don't even recognize that you're being judgmental just push pause do a heart check and reflect like oh am I putting my mouth on somebody because you do realize every idle word that you say that you are going to be held accountable for right okay anywho I'm just you know like I said I'm I'm saying these things because these these are just thoughts that have been on my mind on my heart that I'm just like seriously we're judging people for decisions that they're making for their families and they're doing the best that they can 
they don't need you. I mean, and there's some people out there who are just like, I don't care. You say what you want to say. And that's the mentality to have. Like, seriously, because people going to talk. They're going to say what they're going to say regardless to to whatever. And so it's either you're going to take what they say to heart and let that affect you or you just going to let it roll off of, off, what is that saying? Roll like water off of a, dust, a duck's back. <laughs> I don't know, y'all, but y'all know what I'm trying to say. Like, you just have to turn a deaf ear to that. Um, and and for me personally, like I said, I have not taken these things personal, but I have taken the time to, like, think about these comments that are being made. And I'm just like, yo, and I'm not I'm not putting myself on no, no pedestal trying to make it seem like I have not been judgmental. I have. I'm judging you. <laughs> um, but it's not right. And I've had to stop and do a, a self check, a heart check and be like, yo, Hannah, you don't know the situation. Like, you don't know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's and it's just it's so easy to fall into this place of being judgmental or criticizing other people about the things or the choices that they make but it's just like at the end of the day what is my responsibility my responsibility is to love my responsibility is to edify and to build up my responsibility is to reach out and to be a shoulder that that person can lean on or to be that person that that prays for them and and hopes that you know that they get a clarity on whatever decision it is that they need to make like that's my job that's what I'm supposed to do I'm not in no position to be judging anybody you know uh, about anything that they're doing I'm not judging y'all about these posts that you're making you know or about how you're being critical of what people are doing in in this whole pandemic you know um being worried like yeah do I wish that everybody who went outside wore a mask and you know stop this foolishness about I don't have to wear a mask it's my freedom of speech okay but do you realize that not only are you putting yourself at risk but you're putting other people at risk because you don't even know if maybe you're asymptomatic like this is not me judging you on your decision not to wear a mask but it's me saying like hey this is the reason why people got something to say about it because you should wear one but if you choose not to wear one that's your business but don't expect for me to be around you like it's, it's just as simple as that like I have that choice like instead of arguing with you about it I'm just going to be like well I can't be around you because I have a family that I need to be concerned about and oh and that's another thing <laughs> it takes me back to this whole faith situation where it's just like well um oh you have little faith you don't believe that that God won't protect you um it that has nothing to do with it God has also given me wisdom. I was saying to a friend the other day, I mean, these comments about like, oh, don't you believe that, that God will protect you and that you're covered under the blood? That's like me saying, or you coming to me and pouring me a bowl of soup and then pouring pouring poison into that soup and then tell me to eat it. And I'm like, oh, yes, Lord, I'm going to just say my grace and pray over this soup because I know you're going to protect me from this poison. No, I'm not going to drink the soup because wisdom tells me that makes not a lick of sense for you to drink that soup when you know there's poison in it. It's the same thing with the whole mass situation. Like, bruh, the CDC and scientists have said that your probability of getting the coronavirus is less if you wear a mask is is just scientific fact like that's just wisdom that's just like logic telling you like hey if you do this you can protect yourself more 
not saying that you know god can't protect me yes he can pray he does protect me he is my protector he is jehovah nisi he is my protector my banner i am covered under the blood at the same time god gives me wisdom like hey wear your mask it's gonna protect you too like i put that in somebody's head to create a mask to create a protection for situations like this I I don't see where I have little faith because I wear a mask like this is the stuff like I just feel that we are more more focused on these little nuances about other people's business that we really don't need to be focused on when there's bigger stuff out there, you know, like praying for the backbone of the church, praying for restoration within the church, that kind of stuff, being on guard, being alert of what of these times of the shift that is happening in the atmosphere of the things that are going on in California and other parts of the world like that's the kind of stuff we should be focusing on and talking about and posting about on our social media page pages not sweeping around somebody else's front door or working out somebody else's salvation when you have your own salvation to be working out that's all I'm saying like you know, <laughs> anyway, y'all, I could continue to go on and on because there's so many different things that I see. But I just feel like a lot of us have gotten real bold behind these computer screens and posting stuff and want to be quick to to justify what we posting. And I mean, that's that's your business. That's your business. If that's what you want to say, like I ain't even I, mm, I ain't go. I mean, I have said something. <laughs> I've I've said a whole lot throughout this whole episode. Um, but seriously, I'm just pointing out some of the things that I've seen. And I welcome your listener letters. I welcome your feedback. I welcome what you have to say. We can like I said, I would love to receive some of y'all listener letters about how you've been adjusting to this pandemic. And if you want to mention too about, you know, talk about the stuff that, that I talked about today. I'd love to hear that too. Let's have a conversation. That's what it's about, right? Having a conversation is not about, you know, telling somebody right or wrong. Cause your opinion is your opinion and mine is mine. Right. Anyways, guys, I love you. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for, you know, continuing to support cause I appreciate it so much. And I hope you got something out of today. I hope today helped you to reflect a little bit more just like how this has helped me to reflect and to realize moments where I'm being more judgmental than I am being a you know encourager in Christ and 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 helping others kind of just you know build up their faith strengthen their faith so that they can go to the next level like I said some of us have avocado seed faith and while the rest of us you know are still over here with our mustard seeds faith are you supposed to stay with that mustard seed for forever no that is why you go through tests and trials when you know trials and tribulations come counter all joy why because it's the testing of your faith it's going to strengthen your faith your faith is a muscle it has to grow it has to get stronger it's not going to be mustard seed forever it will eventually become avocado seed but while you are progressing to get there i am not going to judge you i am going to be more aware of the things that i say 
I am going to make sure that I'm edifying and building up and I am going to make sure that I encourage others to do the same. But I can't make you. I can only just be a voice in the wilderness. <laughs> um, you know, so I'm I'm just going to, you know, come on here and share my thoughts and share my journey and share, you know, how the word of God has been revealing things to me and has been helping me to grow as a person because I've I've realized a lot throughout this pandemic, you know, um, just about myself and about maybe some of the wrong thoughts that I had. So anyways, like I said, I hope you got something out of today and I hope, um, this is something that you want to share with others. So anyways, you can connect with me on, uh, Instagram. Uh, I am there on Hannah's world. Uh, you can also connect with me on Facebook. Uh, Hannah's world does have a page, (laughs) which I am still in the process of revising or revamping or just trying to refresh <laughs> um but most definitely your listener letters send them into hannah's world zero zero at gmail.com i look forward to reading them look forward to hearing and connecting with you and until next time peace out world.